Waterfall, the CCW podcast. Hello and welcome to Waterfall. It is the water saving podcast brought to you by CCW. That's a consumer council for water. I'm Mike. Hello. And I'm here with Karen. Hi, Karen. Hello, Mike. It's the one and only Karen. (laughs) Um, It seems like a long time since we've been in together recording. Well, yes, because you've been walkabout since last time we met. (laughs) <laughs> that's true they let us out by ourselves without you chaperoning and but we, we've got a really exciting episode here today it's a very special seasonal themed episode um and but it's important to remember when we start going off on our seasonal themed stuff that all the important points that sit behind the things we say are relevant at all times of year so we have Not just one guest, but we've got two. And do you know what? I could be making a big mistake here because one of the guests is my (laughs) mum. I know. What was I thinking? But we've also got Steve Grebby coming back. Steve was uh, in episode eight uh, on blockages and all things sewage. So he's CCW's own very own wastewater expert. I mean, otherwise known as the Prince of Pooh, the Santa (laughs) of sewage. (laughs) <laughs> I wonder if he realises he's known as that. <laughs> I'm not sure, but we'll find out very shortly. We're also going to be looking at one of the best ways to save literally hundreds of pounds, um, which is always useful at this time of year. But we've got a very special festive take on our advice. So do stay listening to that. And uh, yeah, we will also be reviewing... And uh, this is an exciting moment. Our our league table, our water league table, and see where our guests sit on that league table in terms of their own personal w- not water use. So who will be, you know, sitting on top of the Christmas tree and who will be on Santa's naughty list? Um, I have an awful feeling that I might be that person. <laughs> well, I, I think we should be excluding the the presenters from that list. But Tom doesn't get excluded because Tom was a guest. That's right. That's right. So, so you're off the hook, Karen, but Tom's not. So <laughs> that, I think that's played the way you like it. Sounds good to me. So uh, don't forget, you can get in touch with the show. We love hearing from you. We have an email address, don't we, Karen? We do. And that's uh, podcast at ccwater.org.uk. And we also have an Instagram account where you can see pictures. <laughs> you can see what we look like. That's a pretty grim prospect. (laughs) Karen, given that this is a a festive-themed edition, I think you've let us all down a little bit with your lack of festive uh, attire. Um, Yeah, I'm not not quite there yet. (laughs) Oh, dear. I've made the effort. Look, you have. Describe what you see. Um, You are wearing a Santa's hat. And, that, that, and a sort of Christmassy jumper as well. It's a Christmas-ish jumper. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't quite bring myself to do the full, the, <laughs> the full hog at this point. Right, so I think it's time. Let's bring on the guests. Enjoying the show? Please consider leaving a five-star rating on iTunes and Spotify. It is the Baron of Blockages, the fighter of fatbergs. We are so pleased to welcome back the one and only Steve Grammy. Hi, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see what he did there the last time he clapped himself now he's got a bell he's ringing what was that it's my ring for a beer bell ring for a beer it, it was actually a christmas present last year 
very good. It doesn't work. Sat, I, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. It, did, it mainly doesn't work because I live on my own. <laughs> <laughs> to get yourself a beer. Yeah, more or less. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you were, Steve, our first ever guest. And now... I was. I'm privileged to be so. Yeah, well, now you're our first ever returning guest. Um, so we're either really, really, really pleased to have you back or we're just scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, you've got nobody else, back. have you? Yeah, well, Every, I, I, did everybody else say no? <laughs> no, no comment, no comment here, Steve. So we've been looking forward to having you back, actually, um, because at this time of year, you know, there are some festive perils out there. So we do want you to to share about some your wisdom on the perils of of Christmas dinner in particular. Well, the perils of Christmas dinner, the festive fats issue. I'm afraid uh, it's the stuff we all cook over the festive period. And how we cook it, and what we do with that fat when we're finished with it. So what? And tell us more. Well, most people will do what I used to do. I confess, I used to do this many, many years ago. And you'll add a little bit of washing up to that dirty roasting tin, and you think that 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 gets rid of the grease, and it does. But it gets rid of the grease from the roasting tin into your sink and that's the most dangerous time to cause blockages and blockages as you know not only block your sink which can cost you a fortune it's a horrible job just a friend of mine through the week absolutely disgusting smelly job but that fat will then go down that sink if the water's hot and into the sewers and that's when it floods people's homes and the last thing you want to do over the festive period is flood one of your neighbors with sewage it's not pleasant and it's not the sort of thing you should be giving to your friends and family. I mean, it's not pleasant at any time of year, but be particularly awful at Christmas. Particularly awful at Christmas. Um, happened to a friend of mine, best cook I know, and I used to say to him, Nick, his name was Nick, by the way, very Christmassy. <laughs> Nick, you must not put that oil down the sink. Please don't put that oil down the sink. And you can see him just sneaking it away in the corner, getting that, just adding that little bit of washing up liquid to that pan, flushing it down the sink. And he thought his, that was his problem gone. But it wasn't his problem gone because one Christmas Eve, and this is a true story, honest, I promise you, one Christmas Eve, he found out he couldn't flush his loo. And he found out that that sewage from all his kids flushing the loo was coming up in his backyard. So he had to call somebody out to run a big suction pipe all the way through his house. His other half wasn't best pleased. And he pulled out a football-sized block of fat. When he sent me a picture and he says, see, I told you, it wasn't fat. It's this horrible, grey, smelly thing. And I went, yeah, that's your cooking fat. So over the years, by just adding that little bit of washing up liquid and thinking it goes away, it hadn't. It had just gone into the drain outside his house and ultimately built up over time and blocked these, blocked these drains. So that meant he couldn't use any of his loos on Christmas Eve. So he couldn't flush his loo, so the kids couldn't go to the toilet. Uh, he couldn't even couldn't even wash in the sink or have a showers and that, because all of that water, rather than going down the pipe, was coming out in his backyard. And it absolutely stank. And not only did it, did, could they not use anything, it cost them 500 quid to get it cleaned out as well. So not the Christmas present he was hoping for. No, absolutely not. So, Steve, you know what I'm going to ask you next? I mean, what's the alternative? What should people be doing with with all that? Scrape it away. 
I've got a lovely little device, little silicone spatula. Most people probably am cost them about three quid. Get a silicone spatula, scrape it into the bin after it's cool. Make sure it's cool first because you don't want hot fat in your bin. But leave it to cool, scrape it straight into the bin, bag it up, chuck it out. Right, Stephen, I didn't want to interrupt your advice, but I, had to, I, I, I am a little bit prickly at this point um, because you've got some cheek talking about plastic scrapers when you promised, you promised an episode eight that you were going to buy me one to scrape out my product. You promised, and, it, and anyway, we've got evidence. I I, have you got evidence? Can you play it back to me? Well, yeah, I can. I, I can I, play it back I, multiple times. I, I, do. I do promise I will buy you a plastic scraper to clean out your coffee pot. Good. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, you know, very upset about this. <laughs> there are only a few quid. I'm sure I can afford it. So, Steve, uh, what's worse then? So, you've got a nice Christmas dinner going on. Is it? Do you get more fat from your turkey or from your roasties? You get more fat from your turkey. Turkey's producing an awful lot of fat, mainly from the skin. Uh, depends on the size of your turkey, I suppose. But you probably get about half a pint. Wow. Probably about half pint of fat from it. Well, that's what you do if you make your own gravy. That's what you make your gravy at. And that's why you shouldn't dispose of your gravy down the sink either, because there's there's fat in it if you make it yourself. That's, that's an interesting one, because I suspect a lot of people wouldn't make that connection with the gravy. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, uh, you know, it took me years to get my old dad not to flush the gravy down the sink and put it in the bin. Mainly because, you know, back in a few years ago when, when we weren't charged for plastic bags, uh, we'd use an old um, shopping bag to, to, to go in the bin. Uh, and shopping bags had holes in. So whatever you put in the bin that was wet used to come out all over the bottom of your bin. Now you, we've got bin liners because less people are using shopping bags because we have to pay for them. And therefore, it's all sealed in there now. Stick it in the bin. Stick it in the bin. bin. Steve, what about, what about, um, what about desserts? What about <laughs> trifle? Can that, can that go down the sink? Well, no, actually, you shouldn't really flush milk down the sink because it's not oh, fat And that can add, that, that can add to, to um, blockages as well. But, you know, as I say, if I can't think of a, a better way to dispose of milk, then I'm I'm not going to recommend the it to other people. Bin, right? But trifle, really, uh, trifle, you know, it's more difficult to flush a trifle down the sink than it is to stick it in the bin. <laughs> well, to be, I heard someone, in fact, I was talking to someone on the radio about festive fatbergs a few years ago, and the, the interviewer said, oh, we flush it down the toilet. No. <laughs> then they get rid of a trifle. Oh, no. Well, I mean, I did, oh, God. Just cleaning your loo after that can't be pleasant, can it? I mean, and then you have to go, I mean, it's more hassle. Most people have a bin in their kitchen, so it's actually more hassle to go to the loo to flush it down than it is to stick it in the bin. That's a great point. It feels like they've got to quell all the effort to get it down yeah. the toilet, right? <laughs> well, my loo's upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go over several flights of stairs to get to my loo. I mean, I think I think the, the point you were making about, um, you know, sort of bagging stuff up and putting it in, in the bins, re really a, a, a good point, because um, what I tend to do is if um, if I've got things like, um, you know, the plastic sandwich bags that you can put in the freezer and things like yeah, yeah. that. 
I, you know, what I what I do is I wait till the um, the oil's cooled down, and then I'll just pour it in one of those little bags. I can seal it up and then just throw, throw it in. Yeah, the bin. great, great little tip. Great little tip. Yeah. I mean, I, I've tried all sorts of things. I've tried gunk pops, which is you can get. Uh, water companies will give you a little pot free with a little lid on it. Um, you know, you can scrape it into there, leave it cool. I've tried, I've got a really, really little fancy one, as you would expect, which has got sort of cardboard in the bottom. So the cardboard absorbs the fat and then you chuck that out. But they're more hassle than they're worth half of these things because um, while they're great in what they do, I've got to go and buy replacement little cardboard inserts to go into it. So literally just scraping it and getting yourself a nice little spatula, scrape, using it just to scrape your fats in. That's the, best, that's the cheapest, quickest way to get rid of it. Surely he's rubbing it in about this spatula that I've not got. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to buy you a really nice one. Good. I'm looking festive, forward festive to it. red. Good. Um, <laughs> I will look forward to my festive red spatula. And I made a little video. My kids like doing this. I like to say I always blame my kids. Of I made some roasties in a run, a run, a practice run for their Christmas dinner, right? Yeah. Just a few weeks ago. And, uh, but I did it with um, duck fat, right? So I've recorded it. What coming out? Roasties look great. Left it just to show the volume of fat there. It is frightening, right? So I'll, I'll stick that on our um, on our Instagram account, and you can see that video because it's quite shocking. It just brings to life, Steve, exactly what you've been saying. Yeah, they. Uh, I mean, well, how do you do them, Mike? Are you are you a Delia? Are you a Delia person? Do you, do you shake them up on the pot before you add them in there? No, no, I don't do any of this parboiling rubbish, okay? <gasps> you just go, no, get your potatoes, cut them up reasonably small, get them in there, leave them, make sure you turn them regularly, sprinkle of salt on top though as well, go and have that. I do like sometimes chucking a few cloves of garlic in, just adds a little bit of yeah. flavour. These are cracking roasties. The kids absolutely wolf them down. And my wife, who's vegan, then has to look enviously as we're tucking into these potatoes, cooked in goose fat. <laughs> it's a little yeah. bit cruel. So, so you've taken a vegetarian dish and made it inedible by a vegetarian. Pretty much. <laughs> and, you're, and you're proud of that. Uh, to be fair, it was, it was all a sacrifice for this podcast so we could show this video right i took one for the team basically <laughs> no, yeah. the no one is believing this okay like, yeah. last question steve last question was what's the latest on your water use spreadsheet because you had quite an impressive water use last time oh yeah it recently. Uh, yes my water use spreadsheet has gone up i i'm i think i said last time it was about 73 <laughs> Was it 73? Mine's yeah. gone up, and you know why mine's gone up? I don't know. Take a take a stab. Because you decided to start washing? No, <laughs> no, it hasn't. I, and it's it's embarrassing for me. Leaky loo. A leaky loo? I've had a leaky loo. Which oh. means the overflow, in the old days, the overflow would have went out through a pipe through the wall and leaked outside. And I might have spotted that. But I've, I've had a leaky loo, and it was almost imperceptible. And, and the sad thing is, I installed the loo. So it was my fault. The moral of this story. It was my fault. <laughs> like don't, get, don't get me wrong to do your plumbing. Yeah, leaky <laughs> loo. And I know it's because I, I do take my water use. But And I was thinking, how? And this is good because I'm a bit of a geek, and I stick it into a spreadsheet, and it tells me how much I use. 
And yeah, there was a liggy loo, almost imperceptible. I went round it and thought, oh God, I can't, it can't be. I'm, I'm, I haven't given myself a leaky loo. But yeah, tiny little amount of water going through. And it was simply just a little bit of uh, grit, because I got quite an old loo, um, that had got under the seal in the toilet system. And all it was doing was just holding it up just a little bit. Well, that's all it was. So all I did was press down, turn it anti-clockwise, take it out, clean the seal, job done. But I'd been wasting water down the loo for probably three or four weeks. And that's more common than you think, the seal. I was poking yeah. around on a website um, in, in America, actually, uh, about their water efficiency stuff. And one of the things they gave away <laughs> was called a, a faucet flapper. And I was like, what's a fl- faucet flapper when it's at home? Anyway, I, so I had to look it up. It turns out it's the seal that he's talking about. It's exactly that, you see. So they were giving these away for free because there were so many people had leaky faucets. Um, but it's really been a recurring issue um, that's come up in a number of the podcasts we've mm. done. You know, with uh, and the amount of water that's being lost because of that is it's just amazing, isn't it? So, yeah, it's huge, it's huge. And, like, and one of the most common causes of it is when people put those blue blocks in their limb. I can almost guarantee you every time I've come across a leaky limb, it's because they put the blue blocks in and the blue blocks, when they break down, leave a tiny bit of grit and that tiny bit of grit gets stuck under the seal so it doesn't seal the toilet shut. Well, I feel like we're getting a two-for-one offer here with Steve. Come on. You know, festive hints and tips about your your the perils of of festive fat birds. Yet we're getting a marvelous insight into leaky loo. But no, nobody wants a block sink or a block drain at Christmas, and nobody wants a leaky loo either. No, and nobody wants a high water bill, an unexpectedly high water bill at this time of year. So, yeah. lots of reasons. So, Steve, look, I would normally kick out at this point, but I want you to stay on because we're actually doing the review of the league table. Oh. Of, of all our guests, water use. So we're yeah. going to do that now. And I'd just like you to stay on um, because because you'll see where you come in a position. I'll use your original figure from the well, side. Like Top Gear, this, isn't it? This is about, uh, it's, it's a bit like Top Gear where they race around the chat and try to a mediumly or reasonably priced car. That's exactly <laughs> right. It's not that we nick ideas from other programs, Steve. Um, yeah, so here we go. We'll go, um, obviously, worst to best. Now, we do have to start, though, by excluding Mike from the Met Office, because he didn't know. Now, normally I would have put that at the bottom by saying, well, you didn't know, so I'm going to count that as infinite. But the guy just moved house. Yeah. <laughs> and it felt like that was a, a fair enough, fair enough. So so we're excluding Mike. So at the bottom comes Steve the Plumber. <laughs> yeah, rather embarrassingly for Steve the Plumber. Who is it? Around 300 litres. Unbelievable, <laughs> I know, I know. Next, next was... We've got oh, a tie. Who, who's, who's adjudicating this? Do we have an independent body? Well, we're, we're um, to be fair, we're just taking people's word for it. We're doing it on trustee. We live in a nice optimistic world here. But next, we had a tie. We had Julie Spinks, who's our director of Water Safe. And we have Evan Jonette, who is our guest talking about business customers. They were both on around 150. In fact, we've got a triple tie here because producer Tom, he said 150, but... If you listen to that episode, Tom, I mean, Tom didn't have a clue, right? He was just picking a number out. There's there's no way, Evan, with the amount of building work and extension work on Evan's house, there's no way he uses 150. I love that. I love listening to this. I was fighting talk already. So so we had a triple triple tyre there at 150. Then we had our our chief exec, our very own chief exec, what what you say now, Steve, Emma Clancy on 140 litres. 
per person per day in her house. And I'm that was absolutely big sure that sounds absolutely genuine to me. Yeah. Sounds absolutely genuine. Um, next, we had another one, another one of, of our uh, of our colleagues, Andy White, who, who was on uh, talking about affordability uh, on a very good episode of Water. He comes in at 137. Just oh. Hit the CEO. <laughs> yep, just sneaked in there ahead of Emma. It's going to be a little bit of an awkward conversation between Andy and Emma next time they meet, isn't yep. it? Yep, another one. Um, then we've got Nathan, quite a gap now, Nathan from Waterwise on 110. Oh, yes, I remember. He comes in at just, just the national target. It's like the guy who works at Waterwise comes in at like the national long-term target. Very good, Nathan. That's a bit of a coincidence, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a coincidence yeah. there. He, he, oh, he yeah, he was on his We've set a target that I can meet. Um, then we had Steph from Waterwise at 90. And I believe Steph, because hers had gone up and she was quite open about that because she's got uh, a child in her house now and habits have changed and things like that. So it was that it, was very interesting. So Steph, a very impressive 90. Then we talked uh, to set Steph about the importance of not flushing baby wipes on. I think Steph's on message on that. I yeah, see. I, I, th- I think so. I well, think so. A, lot, a lot of people say they are, but you know. What you say and what you do, yeah, yeah. don't necessarily uh, equate. Um, then we have Alistair Chisholm with 80. Alistair Chisholm was, uh, is a director of Siwem or Siwem, as uh, <laughs> I like to call them. Um, and he was on the Nature of Water episode, which yeah. is a very, another, another good episode. Mind you, I have to say it, all of them are good. Um, yeah, 80. That's very impressive, uh, from, from Alistair there. And then he is in second place, which Steve, I mean, this actually pains me to say this, that you weighed in at number one with your 73. <laughs> with, with the little asterisk that goes without the leap you lose. Look at that. You are in, you're, you are on the nice list with Santa. Well, if it wasn't for my leaky loo, I would have got some sort of prize. Yeah, yeah I'll give you your spatula back. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, you never gave me it. <laughs> no, but seriously, well done. That was impressive. Um, that is an impressive figure. It is, and Steve, you you, you know, when we uh, spoke to you before, I mean, you did make the point that you didn't really feel that you were, you know, going to any great lengths to reduce your water use to that level. You 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 kind of just did a few sort of adjustments. And, you know, some some of the water use, I have to say, you know, I've, I've moved in, uh, I've moved home, and I didn't have a washing machine. So I, I looked to buy a washing machine that was, uh, use less water and, and, you know, over time that will, that will pay off. Brilliant. Oh, fantastic. Well done, Steve. Thank you for coming back on. And we lovely will to see you. Too. Have a lovely Christmas and all that. Merry Christmas to you too. Cheers, Cheers mate. Cheers, Karen. This podcast is brought to you by CCW, the voice for water consumers. So that was Steve Grebby. Brilliant having him back on the show. And so, Karen, when you think about all the things we've said in terms of ways you can save money, what's what's the biggest money saver? I think it's obviously where you can save water and energy. Right. Because you're getting the, the, the double hit almost, aren't you? You know, um, I think that's really sort of brought it home to me that, um, you know, there is that close link and probably one that we don't necessarily always think about. So the shorter showers, you know, filling a washing machine um, before you run it, that sort of thing. Yeah, so I think, I mean, they are absolutely spot on. And I think the biggest single money saving bit, bit of advice we gave out was this cutting down your shower time and you know if you sh- if you go from a 10 minute shower to a five minute shower and uh, you as a family afford doing that every day that could save you over 700 quid and at this time of year that's like going to be 
well uh, welcomed in, in, in people's houses. So one of the things that we were saying was listen to a short shower song. So uh, I was thinking, you know, given the time of year, what do we have to offer in terms of short festive shower songs? So how about these for your short showers? So if, so if you're feeling really ambitious, right, and you want two-minute showers... Oh, blimey. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let It Snow, Dean Martin, 1 minute 56. Or Rocking Around a Christmas Tree, Brenda Lee, 2 minutes and 1 second. Do you reckon you could do that? It's a challenge. <laughs> well, if you wanted more time, I'll give you I, more time. I th- Mike, I think I need the three minutes. Okay, okay. Well, I've got some that are like, okay, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Bing Crosby comes in at 2.51. So you've got a few more seconds there. Or going a little, I'm going to say more modern, but this is from the blooming 80s. Stop the Cavalry by Jonah Louie. Oh That's, yeah, I remember I know, that I like one. that one, 2.55. <laughs> so there you go, there's some there's some uh, festive songs to help you have a shorter shower. Have you got a particular favourite? Well, there's always the classic Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells, what's that coming at, you know? Um, just under the three minutes. <laughs> okay, so that's perfect. And if you are, and you know, maybe if you want a five minute shower, you could have a you could go for a, a bit of Stop the Cavalry coupled with Let It Snow and there's your five minutes, you know, make your little, make your little playlist up there. So good, good advice there. So to save some money at Christmas, which I know would be welcomed by a lot of people. It's Christmas, Karen, and you know, it's the time for giving, unless you're Steve Grebby who can't even give a little <laughs> spatula that costs somewhere between one and three pounds. Um, but I've got you a little Christmas present. Oh, Look at that. Mike, you should and, and have. It's, and it's in a, a sustainable bag that we could, it can be reused, you see. Oh, but, uh, that's so kind. I'm just saying, before you look at it, boy, open it up, open it up. But um, I'll just give you a, I'll cast your mind back to episode seven in Ooh. the bathroom. Oh no, what is it? Well, who, well, who, who knows, Karen, who knows? What, what, what do you see? <laughs> what do you see, Karen? It's, um... A Love Island uh, reusable water bottle. Uh, excellent. Now open it up. It's not just any old Love Island water bottle. Get it? You're, you're, this is audio, right? So you have to describe what you're doing. I, I'm taking this out of a box. <laughs> I'm unwrapping the paper. It's, it's very well wrapped, isn't it? It is. Not by me. <laughs> oh, but what's it got? Oh, no, hang on, hang on. Love Island Water Bottle because you did you did admit I'm sure if you listen back to episode 7 which was in the bathroom that I think you said you were a massive massive Love Island fan is that correct? Um, I seem to remember it was more that I'd managed to avoid it <laughs> but oh no that's lovely Mike thank you um, I should drink from it with pride I was going to say you'll be, you'll be even more happy when you find out it's full of gin <laughs> now that sounds like a Christmas present <laughs> oh thank you Mike that's lovely to be fair, for all the rubbish you put up with from me over this entire series of, of podcasts, it's the very least I can do. Enjoy. <laughs> I'm now about to bring on another guest and I'm a little bit nervous about this because this could be a big mistake for all involved. But uh, we're going to have to bring on my mother who has got some wise words related to Christmas time for us. Be sure to head back through the archives and check out all the past episodes of Waterfall. It's a, it's a big moment on Waterfall. I'd like to uh, introduce our next special guest. It, it's my mum. Hello, mum. Hello, Mike. Are you uh, are you excited about being on a podcast? No. Do you, <laughs> do, 
Do you even know what a podcast is? No. <laughs> do, do you care what a podcast is? Not really. Okay. Um, so, so you have featured in a number of episodes of Waterfall. You featured on episodes six, seven and eight, actually, a hat trick. Uh, in episode six, we were talking about the, uh, the bathroom and we were talking about how you flooded a bathroom. Episode seven, we was were... <laughs> I think it was in episode seven, we were talking about saving water in the kitchen and we were, we were we, we touched on your technique for saving water from the kettle. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, don't you? I do. Yes. Do you think that's actually saved you any time or money ever? A little, maybe. No, you I think... You have to try. <laughs> oh, you do have to try and you are very trying. And of course, you featured in episode eight, which was, was about what not to flush. And there was a certain incident with your false teeth. I don't know if you recall. Yes, certainly do. Um, but we, we do pride ourselves in being factually correct on waterfalls. So everything that we say is factually correct. But I realised that when we talked about your false teeth being lost in the loo, that, that, that actually didn't just happen once. It's happened more than once, hasn't it? Yes. <laughs> tell, us, tell us a bit more. Well... Twice more, in fact. So, so three, three times. That's true, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, clearly false teeth are something that you don't want to flush down the loo. Exactly. It could cause some very nasty blockages. But uh, out of the three times, did, did it, how many of those actually went and got lost permanently? One. One time. Flushed away before <laughs> I realised. So what did you do? Uh, I had to rush out and find a dentist pronto. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get some replacement because my front teeth were missing. And uh, what, what what led to these teeth falling down the loo in the first place? Well, must you <laughs> embarrass me in front of, well, your millions of audience? <laughs> <laughs> um, what led? A, a bit of a drink problem, maybe? A drink problem? I don't <laughs> think you ought to be admitting to that. <laughs> well, no, not exactly, but... Uh, Drinking... A, a it... one-off drink problem. <laughs> Well, one off three times. <laughs> so, so obviously this is it, it, it's a festive season. People are going to be celebrating right. a lot. Um, so, have you got any? Are there any morals coming out of your story? Well, take out your false teeth before you drink. <laughs> that could be quite frightening. That's more of a Halloween thing, isn't it? Well, hide your face when you do it. <laughs> so, words of wisdom: there, don't drink to excess if you've got false teeth, or. Take your false teeth out if you are going to be drinking. Exactly, Mike. Wise words, Mum, wise words. Thank you. Do you want to come back on Waterfall? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, oh, Karen's got a quick uh, quick question for you. Hello, Mike's Mum. Hello. How do you cope? Oh, with difficulties, a bit of a handful, but somehow I manage. You really deserve a medal. Thank you. I know I do. Well, I think that's probably the right place to end this interview. Thanks, Mum. Love you. Thank you, Mike. Love you. The human body is roughly 60% water. This podcast is 100. Well, there was my mum. Not quite sure what to make of that. What did you make of it? Oh, I thought she was really good. I think she should join us full time. Really? I think I'll be handing him a notice then. <laughs> please, please no. Uh, no, she was awesome. A force of nature, I think, is, uh, I think it's fair to say. But you know what? Serious point there. So that, false teeth, that's not something you want to be flushing down the loo, right? Absolutely. At Christmas or any time of year. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, and apparently Steve, Steve, who was on earlier, he was saying that there's a remarkable, a remarkably high amount of false teeth found at Sewage Works. 
<laughs> yeah, I um, uh, as I say, I, f- I find it amazing. <laughs> it is. Um, so look, that's all we've got time for really in today's episode. Hope you've enjoyed our festive team special. Loads of good advice there from Steve and some advice from my mum, which uh, not sure how good that was, but um, it certainly was interesting. Um, but yeah, that's it for for this. That it, not just for this this year, this first series of of Waterfall, Karen. Wow, can you believe it? No, I mean, who'd have thought? Um, but I think it's um, time to say and um, to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. And um, we look forward to your um, and your New Year's resolutions, including one on water saving. Very good. That's a great additional tip. You, right, right at the very end there, Karen, you're sneaking in the tips. Don't forget, um, we would love to hear from you. If you have ideas about what you'd like to hear in future editions of Waterfall, please do get in touch at podcast at ccwater.org. Org.uk. We will be having a couple of highlights, special editions of Waterfall um, coming out over the festive period, so stay listening for those. But that, as Karen said, that is, that is it from us for the first series of Waterfall. Hope you enjoyed it. It's been great to have you listening. So it's bye-bye from me, Mike, and Merry Christmas. And it's goodbye from me, Karen, and Merry Christmas too. Bye.